you bow your heads in prayer? Father, it is good to gather here at the beginning of Advent, even in the midst of this very strange year, the celebration of your birth is still real. You still come to us. Just as you came in Bethlehem, you come now in your word. Open us, Lord, to that word. Teach us to love as you have loved us. In your name we pray. Amen. You know, um, anytime somebody finds out that uh, we served in Germany for a while, they want to know, well, do you and Linda speak German? And my answer is ein bisschen, which means little. I have to tell you a story. It's not in the sermon. I'll tell you a story. We were, had been there for a year, and we were getting ready to come home, and we were at the airport sitting there, and two Americans came up to us and said, do you speak English? And without blinking an eye, I said, ein bisschen. And I thought, oh, no, no, I speak English. Anyway. You know, one of the truths is that we didn't have to, um, we didn't have to know German for the congregation because the congregation was an English-speaking congregation. And everybody who belonged there, and they came from all over the world, spoke English either as a first or second or, for some of them, a third language. But we did know some German, and, and we took German lessons the whole time we were there for two very good reasons. One was survival. We needed to know what we were buying in the grocery store. Okay? That was important. The second thing is, one of the best ways to show people that you're a missionary to is to learn their language. It's the best way to show that you care. It was always greeted with appreciation when we attempted to speak and sometimes massacre German at the grocery store or at the restaurant or in the taxi cab. Well, that kind of brings me to the question I want you to think about today during the season of Advent. Do you and your spouse speak the same language? How about you and your kids? You and your parents? You and your coworkers or neighbors? Now, I'm not asking you if you all speak English. I'm assuming that you do at least a Texas version of it. Now, I'm talking about, do you know your own love language? Now, a number of years ago, there was a book came out by Gary Chapman called Five Languages of Love. And he talks about the fact that we each hear and speak love in a different way. Some, some do it by time that we spend with people, others by giving gifts, some by words of encouragement, others by physical touch. Sometimes it's just by being 
service to each other. Those are the five love languages. And one of the ways in which you're going to know that someone loves you is if they speak the language that is your language. And one of the ways you're going to show love is by speaking that language or, more importantly, learning the other person's language. So, do you know what your love language is? Do you know your spouse's? There's an easy way to, to kind of figure it out. I've found it to be pretty accurate. There's a, I gave, on this thing that came out with uh, the, um, the, 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 uh, the letter that came out from Susan this week about the live stream, there's a link on there. You can go in and you can take a little test. And I know in my life it was, it was really true. Encouragement is one of mine. Do you know the love language of your kids? This Advent, we're going to reflect on those five love languages and we're going to learn to speak them from God himself. Because God speaks all five languages fluently. And he speaks them for our sake. Because he is, his desire is that you and I would know how much he loves us, how much he cares about us. And we're going to start with the language of gift giving because we worship a God who keeps on giving and giving and giving. Our text is the epistle reading today from there, from 1 Corinthians chapter 5. I think it begins at verse 5. First Corinthians chapter 1, beginning at verse 5. That in every way you were enriched in him, in all speech and knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I, I, I want to start out with a confession. I'm much more comfortable with the language of getting <laughs> than I am with giving. And I, I'm willing to bet there are a few of you that suffer from the same malady. How many of you ever get asked or ever ask somebody the day after Christmas, so what did you give this year? I bet you ask, what did you get? Anybody here ever been disappointed when you didn't get what you wanted? Well, let's take it away from Christmas for a little bit. Anybody here, when you're asked to do something, does the question cross your mind or even come out of your mouth, what's in it for me? What do I get from this? Anybody here guilty of being nice to somebody that you don't really like? Maybe a boss, maybe a coworker, maybe a neighbor because you need something from them because you want to get 
something from them. I, I know this is going to surprise me. You know, most people join a church based on what they're going to get. I have yet to say, just have somebody say to me, I'm going to join that church because they're always asking me to give more. Now, I hear people complain about that. No, it's, it's what my kids will get from the youth ministry. It's what I get out of the sermon. It's what I, the feeling I get from worship. Right? Now, I, I, also, I also discover this with, with married couples or couples getting married. I'll ask them, why do you want to marry this guy? And, and most often they'll talk about what they get. Almost never have I had somebody say, because this is somebody that I can give myself to. We speak the language of get more naturally than we do the language of give. And there's a good reason for that. We're sinners, and that is, by, that is our nature. That is the nature of sin, that we are selfish and self-centered. I want you to think about why Adam and Eve took the fruit and ate it. It starts right there. Listen to what the Bible tells us. When the woman saw that the fruit was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom. She took some and ate it. It was all about what she thought she wasn't going to get. Of course, they didn't stop and think about what they were going to lose, their place in the garden, their relationship with God, their very lives. Folks, when your life it's all about yourself. All about what you're getting. You end up disappointed. You end up empty. It's never enough. Thank God we have a, a God in heaven who speaks the love language of gift giving. He's just like Paul describes him in his text. In him you have been enriched, you have been gifted in every way, in all your speaking, in all your knowledge. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you wait eagerly for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed because your God is a God who gives. That's the whole message of Advent and Christmas. That's what the babe in the manger is all about. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son unto us. A son is born unto us, a child is given. God gave Jesus to be our Savior, to suffer and die for our sins. He raised Jesus to life because God wants to give to you and me forgiveness of sins, a, a place in his family, a heavenly home, eternal life, the gift of his spirit. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another, one gift after another. You know, in, in LBT, Lutheran Bible translators, they talk about their mission being able to translate the word of God into the language of people's hearts, the language that is most natural to them. Well, folks, the love language of giving is one of the languages of God's heart. You know, 
I came across a story of a special needs child named Chad. The kids at school were merciless to him. They taunted him. They teased him. They made fun of him. They excluded him from things. They, they, they were terrible to him. And yet in spite of it all, Chad loved his classmates. So much so that when Valentine's Day came, he insisted that his mom help him write out a Valentine card from him to every member of his class. And when he headed off to school that day, his mom was worried, what if no one gives Chad a card? Well, she was right. But Chad came home beaming. How did it go? It went great. I made sure everyone in my class got a valentine. For Chad, it was not about getting. It was about giving. What a great picture of our God, isn't it? The God that we meet in Jesus Christ. He gave his own son. Jesus gave his own life. Do you ever think what, about what he got? Herod tried to kill him. His own people wouldn't receive him. His disciples deserted him. People brought him up on false charges, lied about him. They nailed him to a cross. That's what he got. What does he get from you? Does Jesus ever get ignored? Because you and I are too busy to spend time in prayer and his word. Does he ever um, get neglected by us? I'll tell you one thing he gets from you and me. He gets our sin. He gets to listen to us complain. And he does it gladly. Listens to each and every one of us, all our prayers. He gives himself willingly. He suffers and dies that he can give eternal life to you and me so that in him we might be enriched in every way so that we might not be lacking in any spiritual gift. He does all this so that our lives might be about giving, not getting. First Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul says that's what the death and resurrection of Jesus means. He died for all. They who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. You know, I, I can't wait till COVID goes by or sometime soon maybe we can start our ESL classes. I don't know if you understand what ESL is. People learn a language by being able to speak it, having opportunities to converse in it. And so that's mainly what the ESL classes are. It's, it's giving 
these folks who want to learn English an opportunity to learn to speak it. Well, you know, God comes and speaks the language of giving to you and me. He speaks it by forgiving us our sins through his word. He speaks it today by giving us the body and blood of, of his son, Jesus Christ, and the bread and wine. He spoke it this morning by giving new life and adoption to Leah in baptism, and he did it for you, and he gave you his Holy Spirit He gives and he gives and he gives and he keeps speaking that language of giving with us so that we'll learn to speak the language to each other. That's my challenge to you and me this Christmas. When you sit down, I know some of you already are, when you sit down to make a list Make a list of what you want to give this year. How about this? Make something that you know your spouse or your children or your friend will find special. How about this? On Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, when you open your gifts, don't just tear into whatever you're getting. Sit back and watch others open theirs. And enjoy giving. See, that's what God does. That's God's greatest joy is to give and give and give to you and me. And his desire is that that would become one of the languages of our hearts. The love language of giving. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now may the peace of God which pass all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life that is everlasting. Amen.